Welcome to the Building Doctor Show with Jens Johansson. Anonymous says, and that's just so you know, you can say anonymous. If you'll say your name, I'll say your first name. Give you a shout out. So what happens if I'm the only one on my board who wants to implement any of this stuff? I hear you. I hear you. You'll get the replay. Send this replay to them and say, will you please watch this? Um, is this making any sense to you? Can we do any of this? Um, just keep trying. Keep trying. Uh, keep you know, your job is to keep pushing, keep pushing for this. I think, you know, a lot of the things have a few extra supplies on hand. That doesn't take a big board decision. Um, getting back on a pace of, of uh, meetings, that doesn't take a big, you know, five people to decide. It just needs one, you know, whether it's a firebrand or whether it's just a person watching the calendar saying, hey, next board meeting is the third Tuesday. Here we go. Boom. It's going to be held at the clubhouse or online. Here's a Zoom link. Uh, one person can do that. And so uh, you will get momentum with your action. So I just encourage you not to give up, not to uh, despair. Once people see something happening, they want to be a part of it. So, um, okay. Do most boards have money in their budget for the parties you suggest? In my experience, no. But how much does it cost? A gallon of ice cream. I'm not talking the half gallon that's overpriced. A gallon of cheap ice cream from Winco or Walmart, vanilla, and a couple of those things is like $15, is 20 bucks. Uh, most board members kind of look the other way and just buy it because they know they'll get people coming in. So if it's not in your budget, you, I mean, add it, add it if you want. Next year, we're going to have an official hot dog barbecue and I want 250 bucks in the budget. The budget is yours annually to put whatever you want into it. And these social gatherings, I, I'd say, are worth some money. Uh, but don't, uh, you know, another one Another one that works really well, get a competition going. We're going to have a crock pot voting cook-off chili cook-off contest. And bring your crock pot down and it's going to be uh, potluck style. So everybody brings something and or do a cookie contest somebody in your association may like to bake they want to bake three dozen homemade cookies again these these are kind of free and so there's not you don't need a whole ton of money to do it um i love the boards that we're gonna do a 300 party every quarter here's 1200 line item for parties okay so there's confetti cannons there's balloons there's all sorts of things you know what i'm talking about Hey, any other questions? Ding, ding, ding. We're going to head into the giveaway, if not. So I know that was fast. Oh, we've got Phil. Here you go. The manager keeps putting off the flat roof inspection to do repairs. Clears junk off to prevent getting pressed into make roof, getting pressed into roof making leaks. Um, the manager keeps putting off flat roof inspection to do repairs. Well, I guess, I guess you just gotta talk to them and say, "Why are you continuing to put this off? We need it done. There's money in the budget, or you know, if there's not money in the budget, it's hard to hard to hire somebody to do that. But what what does it take? We can get some, you know, those caulk guns of roofing patch or the uh, you know 
There's all sorts of things. I, you know, call me on that 15 minute free line and I'll give you some stuff you can buy at Home Depot. And you can patch these things at least as a band aid to get you through it. So, uh, climbing up on your roof with a bucket to get it done if, if the manager can't do it. Uh, if the manager's putting things off and not doing what they need to do, find another manager. Uh, but there's probably a reason, probably a reason, but keep the gutters clean. That sounds like that's happening. So, Thank you for your question. Okay. Where are we at here? Let's see. We're gonna we're gonna start wrapping it up. Uh let's see. Okay. Um, any more, no more questions? We are going to move into the giveaways. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. Let me get some boxes off my screen. Q&A, we already did that one. Giveaways, there we go. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, how we do the giveaways is we see there is 14 people on the call, 186 people registered, by the way, so they're getting that replay. It's exciting to see this grow, but for the 14 people that attend today, they get a chance at winning the giveaway. So well, I've got five DoorDash-style lunches, and I am going to pick... Uh, let's see. And Ben, Ben sees how you're signed up. And so the numbers, school, hmm. trying to tie it to something school. I'm just going to say number 12, number 12 wins the lunches and, but wait, I've got some school clothes here for you. We've got the new J2 trucker hat, mesh back, snap back. I've got the nice flex fit J2 hat. There you go. I've got one hat for number four. I've got another hat for lucky 13. So Ben is keeping track of that. Four and 13 get hats and number 12 gets the lunches. So thanks for staying tuned. This is episode 18. That means it's been going for 18 months, year and a half. You guys are awesome. Appreciate you all. We've got the best audience around. So, all right, shifting gears. Uh, this news segment, we got the news segment called, well, you know what? Type into the chat what you think we should call this. Reading the tea leaves or the building doctor's crystal ball or... Whatever you want, you know, it, here's what we're talking about. We're talking about issues and trends that we're seeing right now. And maybe maybe you'll get some more inspiration after you hear about it. But this this is, you know, there's enough of this going on that we said, you know, we got to talk about this stuff. And kind of a significant one right now is we have six projects with no board. And the board either all said, I'm done. I've had it. They're, you know, they've had enough. Uh, they all, you know, resigned. Excuse me. Maybe it was a, a coup took place. We're seeing the coups a lot of the new group votes the old group out. And the new group changes direction 180 degrees. And it's like, whoa, we're whipping back and forth. And so, um, or worse, you know, you've got one board member left of five, so you don't have a quorum. 
And so we've got six projects right now with no board to make any decision. So the manager's like, great. Yeah, I, I got I got the proposal you sent over, but I don't have anybody to sign it. And so kind of dovetailing into that no board or no person to lead it, there's no, I've got uh, three, four of no managers. We just don't, we have boards without managers. We've had managers moving around managers leaving the industry. Um, so we don't have good managers leading good boards. So we've got, uh, you know, boards that want managers that, hi, I'm, I'm uh, self-managed all of a sudden. And so we're seeing this across the industry stuff and it's like, whoo, why? Okay. We're seeing angry groups. We're seeing this keyboard warrior anger Really, just uh, a lot of a lot of angry groups. We're seeing more filibustering, meaning delay, 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 delay. You know, you can just tell it's a fake delay. It's filibustering from members. We're seeing more lawsuits, whether it's board on board or board members or HOA members or HOA v board or board v manager. We're seeing just all sorts of suits. Um, and I'll talk about that in a minute, but really the question becomes, and what can you do about it is how do you maintain or rebuild a healthy, happy association again? And so how do I get my group to stop being just so ridiculously angry and filibustery and playing games, uh, I guess it's communicating with them better. It's, it's, you know, trying some of these tips and tricks we're doing. Have I had enough town halls? Have I had enough community meetings? Um, you know, this is one of the main reasons we're offering board education, because if we don't have a board, we can't do a job with you. And so it's, it's an interesting time, no board to make decision or not enough board to even have quorum. And so that's one thing. Second Second tea leaf or thing we're seeing, and there's there's five. So second thing we're seeing, insurance rates, insurance coverage. This is a big deal. We're seeing insurance canceling across the board. And I'll talk, I'll break that down. But we're seeing insurance rates 5Xing. And so not, not 10%. 500%. And here's where we're seeing it. Waterfront properties. I don't know if it's the tide is rising or something, but I guess the last year we had the highest amount of storm related damage in the insurance industry ever. And so I can see the insurance companies just going, ah, if it's waterfront, forget about it. We've had four or five properties just get no, oh wow, you know, our, my insurance 10x, my insurance, you know, 3x. So waterfront property is a big one. Old properties, insurance companies, I just out, I don't even want to insure your property anymore. I know I've insured it for years. I don't want to insure it anymore. We're just uh, things are I maybe they're not come out coming out and telling you, but they're saying the deferred maintenance you guys are pushing on these buildings, there's gonna be problems. It's only gonna get more expensive. I can't charge you enough. And so old properties, deferred maintenance properties, um, they can walk the site, 
They often do. They often ask us to give them an insurance report. Deferred maintenance. Is there any deferred maintenance happening? They can read your minute meetings. Um, keep kicking that can down the path. You're not going to have insurance anymore. Um, they they will send out your their inspector if you haven't had an inspection done in a while. So these annual inspections or these visual inspections that you're hiring us to do can serve as, you know, your insurance company will call at renewal time. Have you had your building inspected? Yeah, here's here's the latest report. You know, we got a few things. We got a plan together. We're going to fix them. Uh, we got a maintenance plan. We got, you know, a funding plan. And so the insurance company then says, okay, cool. Uh, normal insurance premium rate hikes. But canceling altogether or doubling or tripling, uh, that's another big thing. So what can you do? You can't obviously take your building off the waterfront, but you can get to work on your building. You can make it so, it, you know, you can update the maintenance. You can do the maintenance. You, you can, you know, start using this as a, hey, guys, we're not going to have insurance coverage if we don't get these things done uh, because it's real. It's not onesie twosie. It's uh, this happened to, I could say 10, a dozen Um of just stop. We we don't have insurance anymore. We were just dropped. It's like, whoa, really? I've seen pricing go up, but I haven't seen drop out of the blue. So number three, the HOA versus the condo. And here's here's what I'm talking about. Where it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, but it's not a duck. So I've got a eight pack or a seven pack of units. They share walls, they're town homes, but whoa, no, we're not a condo. We're a Homeowners Association, we're single family home under the building code's eyes. Can also be, I've got some big ones. I've got some 45 units that are, you know, well, we're actually individual. And so 35 of us want to do what you're talking about, but the other 10 don't. Got a couple of more in, in another state where we're, yeah, we've 100 some units and all of us are having the same problems. But in my six-pack unit, I'm the middle unit, and I'm the only one that wants to do anything about the problem. That's like, oh, wow, the whole building is leaking. What do you mean? you? Oh, you want to fix this sliver? All your teeth are rotten. You want to replace the one tooth? What? Oh, interesting. Okay, so single-family homes with shared walls and townhomes. So what, what are their problems? They don't have continuity. They don't speak with one voice being managed by one board. They speak as individuals, meaning five out of eight of them want to participate or 35 out of 45 want to participate and do something. Uh, Or I'm the only one that wants to do something. And so how do we get this done as one townhome? And so why, why does that happen? Well, we've got building code changes. So these look like homes, but they're not they're multifamily properties, shared walls, shared roofs, uh, but we've got terrible governing documents. They're either bad, they're bad rules. They're just fundamentally flawed and wrong. They're written goofy and just adopted and never looked at again until there's this problem and go, oh, these rules suck. Or there, there are no rules. It's great wild west. Hey, if it's not a rule, you can't tell me what to do. So then you get number three, you get more internal lawsuits. So again, back to that first question, you can't make me. 
You can't make me participate in the 35 out of 45. I, I, I refuse to participate in this process that you're trying to fix the buildings because you can't make me. Uh, it's bad rules. It's participation. Uh, we've got we've got an association right now with with a with a residential, a commercial, and the commercial owns egress rights or easement rights to the roof above the residential. So they've put a cell tower up there. So the guys can walk over to the cell tower and the cell towers can be there. But what is the cellular company and what are the people walking on that roof servicing the cellular company? What do they have to do for the roof of the residential area underneath it? Well, nothing. It's not in the rules. Nobody ever thought about that. So now we get, and we have both sides of attorneys saying, wait a second, you're damaging the roof. You have, you have easement to get there but you don't have rights to damage it or your little patchy job to fix a hole isn't appropriate because we never thought about this. We never did this rule. So next thing I, you know, it's in these internal lawsuits. I just didn't know. I'm one of 45 units. I had no clue. Nobody told me the communication around here sucks. I, I did not know we were in the middle of this thing. I didn't know I could participate. I didn't know I could drop out and not participate. I just didn't know. And so then you get everybody doing their own thing. So we have the no rules wild west. Since there's, there's no rules on this, I can do what I want. Go away. Leave me alone. Or no, we should all act together and all be good about it. And we should all act as if there's good rules. Well, you just know there's so we're seeing all sorts of disclosures. We're seeing suits between buyers and sellers because there wasn't a manager writing a resale certificate or putting out doc, you know, announcements or communication, or there wasn't a board doing that because well, technically we don't have to. Technically, we're kind of on our own. Technically, you can't tell me what I can and can't do or what I have to do. I don't have to listen to you. So then you get just all these. Blah. So the question Think about the repair scenario and ask your HOA attorney or manager, what would happen if? So back to that cell tower, what happens if we have to replace the roof and the cell tower has all these lines and cables and all that stuff across the roof? How do we do that? Or what happens if we do have common element issues that we don't have rules for, but we're just wild westing it and let, letting everybody decide what kind of siding they want to put back on their building or kind of, uh, it just kind of gets really crazy, really fast. So in these, you know, in these board meetings, kind of add that to your agenda and say, where are we on this? Do we, are we speaking with continuity? Do we have a good set of rules that are clean? Do those rules need to be modified? Do we kind of live in a wild west and that's okay? I mean, might be. Um, and then are we, you know, are we putting out the proper announcements so that buyer and seller, I got a call two days ago. I just bought my unit. I had no idea there was some pending litigation until I went down to the mailbox and talked to my neighbor. Hi, I'm the new neighbor. Oh, did you hear about the assessment we're having? No. What do you mean? And so here comes a big assessment to this new buyer. So you can see, ugh, there's, Lawsuits flying around. So, okay, number four, banks. Lots of mergers between reasonable, regional, regional, reasonable banks. 
Lots of mergers between regional banks right now, and that may affect lending. And because there's mergers, they'll affect jobs. So we've got staff that are moving around. They're getting laid off or they're just quitting because now's a tougher lending environment and mortgage rates and stuff like that. So the bank that you thought you could get your you know, funding from may not, may be in talks of merging with somebody else. So the, the question that you need to focus on is if you have a loan pending, make sure you're staying on top of it and talk to your banker about it and just say, hey, have any... Is ABC Bank up for sale? Is there any talks in-house of it getting, because we're seeing, especially when we serve in three states and beyond, uh, we're seeing, oh yeah, go talk to us. Oh, they're no longer that company anymore. So banking issue. I'm not trying to get into the banking crisis and all this stuff, but just banks are moving around and merging and changing names. So double check that. Uh, Fifth thing. More sophisticated boards. And I was going to say maybe younger, but it's not true. Just more sophisticated boards. Here's what I mean by this. One, they're using technology way more. And so here's, instead of going to the town, you know, on Saturday for an industry-wide event, you're watching this webinar and you're not even watching it at 3.30 on Tuesday. You're going to binge watch your webinars on Sunday afternoon at double speed, just to kind of stay on top of this stuff. And so you no longer have to go to something. You can just sign up on a list and and watch your webinars using technology more, using technology to inspect their buildings, using technology to stay on it. Everybody has a good app now. If if your property manager doesn't have a good app, you might want to find another one. So you can always see what your numbers are and your, your payment plan or your, you know, whatever. Number two, AI and Google to review what we're saying. So we're presenting in board meetings and one of the board members is typing away. And then at the end of that can kind of talk to the rest of the board. Uh, I chat GPT to everything he's talking about. It's correct. Uh, he's not overdoing things. Uh, I've you know used AI to get a second opinion. And so it's like, wow, uh, we're getting a second opinion right in the meeting, you know? Um, number three, hey, there's folks downloading our resources, becoming better educated. It's all you guys watching this thing and answering, asking questions. And I will get to questions after this. And I see a couple more in there. Uh, number three, they are also tired of we've always done it that way uh, reason or excuse. Well, we've always done it that way. We've done it this way for 20 years. And they're like, uh-uh. what do the governing documents say? What do the bylaws say? Because that's that's dumb. And we disagree. And we're going to start looking at this stuff and changing it a little bit. And so, and you can, these are your rules, vote on them, change them. So actually in the next thing, actually they're paying more attention. They're communicating better because, you know, Zoom, we can, we can attend the meeting while at our kids volleyball game with my headset in, instead of, I have to make a choice between being at two places uh, at the same time. Or I can look this stuff up when I'm thinking about it. I can cross-reference it. They're paying more attention and communication is better. Uh, Number three, they are generally mad at low reserves and poor planning from past boards. And so this this gets into that 
I'm angry. I came, I got on this board to do something about it. I'm sick and tired of being underfunded for the past 20 years. Nobody has been contributing or past generations haven't been contributing to the roof that needs to be fixed. And I'm saddled with all of a sudden out of the blue because, oh, we didn't save enough for it. Well, that's baloney. And so why should I have to carry this whole roof assessment? So they're generally mad at poor planning for best ports. So what is the question or what can you do about it? You can embrace each one of these things and make plans to discuss it. You can embrace technology more. You can embrace, hey, uh, we're all, we're we've always done it that way. Excuse? Well, why? Get to the bottom of it. Why have we done it that way? Again, talking about it. And then we shouldn't have bad reserves. We shouldn't have low reserves. We should have an accurate reserve study. Uh, I know it costs money. It costs money to live anywhere. Uh, a little bit extra can you know, uh, alleviate these problems. So this reading the tea leaves, I'm compelled enough to share these issues and say, guys, be aware. This is more than just a onesie twosie. We've got six projects with no boards. We've got insurance rates doubling and tripling. We've got lawsuits happening left and right due to bad rules and funny, you know, little bad communication and just weird things like that. We have banks. Banks are, you know, we're in banks. I don't know if they're failing, but they're certainly buying and selling. And then we got more sophisticated boards that are that are paying attention to this stuff. So that's our five things. We got a couple extra Q&As in there. Okay. Anonymous asks, for the people with board coups and filibustering, what could a single board member do to start putting things back together and get on the right track? Whew, good question. So board coups and filibust, well, not all board coups, but filibustering or any kind of anxiety around a decision. Um, I, you know, I've seen it. I've been in just countless meetings as a presenter. Hey, okay, everybody. You know, J2 is going to present on what's wrong with our building. And then now oh, we need a vote. And I just see people dig their heels in and go, I'm not voting for anything. This hasn't marinated for a while. This hasn't soaked in. I haven't had a chance to ask questions. So if I'm concerned or confused or scared, I'm going to say no. And so, again, on the filibustering side, I'm going to I'm going to pause. I'm going to we need to study this more. We need to. We need to get a second opinion or 15th opinion, you know, that kind of thing. And so that's what filibustering is. It's they haven't they haven't understood it. They don't understand what's on the table. People can handle bad news as long as they fully understand it. So, you know, again, in past episodes, break your decisions into three meetings. I can't I can't make all of them, but I can kind of get a snippet. Um, put some put some flyers out, put some. Put the meeting minutes out. Put decision matrix kind of letters out. Here's what we've gone through. Here's what we're thinking about. Here's what we're doing. Here's why we're handling these questions. Um, so for the people with board coups, board coups are tough. For sometimes you get some crazy, uh, you know, crazy egos in the building and they battle. So I'm not saying the people in position are right and the people out of position are not, but. Does it really have to come to a, a violent revolt? Uh, a lot of that has to do with um, a lot of that has to do again with communication, being heard. Uh, I'm trying to get my point across, you know that kind of thing. So, single board member, keep talking about it, talk about it, talk about it, communicate. 
your your officer is CRO, chief repeating officer. You're going to repeat this stuff till people roll their eyes and say, I've heard it 14 times. Good. It's sinking in. So it's pouring down rain outside. It's back to school. It's end of August, pouring down rain. You can hear it. So this is why I'm saying that tarp, that inspection plan, that getting together and talking about this stuff is so prudent. So anyway, one one more question. Jody asks, uh, someday soon, can we have a program devoted to installing EV charging stations in our parking lot and or installing solar panels on the roof? Could we have a program? Could we have an episode of the Building Doctor Show? That is a great idea. Um, yeah, because we're getting a lot of that. Uh, and the questions are, how much power do these draw? How much ex- excess load does my building currently have? Do I have room to add 10 of these? Uh, what are the solar incentives looking like? How do I, do I, again, back to, do I own the roof? Can I put some screw holes in it and bracket? You know, we'd obviously help you with the waterproofing to make sure it didn't leak. But what area of the roof is it going to go on? Are those going to be visible to an upper level unit looking down and getting blasted with reflection? You know, so lots of little things to think about there. But yeah, that's a great idea. So if you have other suggestions, put them in the uh, for episodes, put them in the chat, put them in the Q&A. That's fine. And we'll try to work that into the rotation. <clears throat> um, okay. Any other questions on kind of reading the tea leaves 